Welcome to Knowledge Catch-Up by Gurzu. Knowledge Catch-Up is a weekly session at Gurzu Nepal where each of our team members takes the stage to share something they know with the rest of the team. Ever feel like your product's stuck in a rut despite your best efforts? Well, you're not alone. Even companies that think they understand product management can still get caught up in some common dysfunctions. Now, what are those dysfunctions and what are the potential solutions? In this episode of Knowledge Catch-Up, Sakshi exposed the 10 dysfunctions of product management. Happy listening! There is a saying in product management that it often feels paradoxical. Take this question for instance. Does product management deliver outcome for the business or the customer? The answer is not an either-or scenario, but rather a balance of both. Similarly, does product management succeed by setting the right priorities or by planning further ahead? Product management does not succeed in just one scenario. So we need to have our priorities right as well as plan further ahead. The answer to this one is also both. Likewise, should product managers be held fully accountable for their results or do they lack the necessary authority? Here too, the answer is both. There are many such questions and often when product managers are presented with two contrasting scenarios, the answer is both. That's why there are complexities in product management. Many companies end up getting caught up in these complexities and struggle to reach their full potential. Even the companies that say I totally get product management end up struggling. These are some common dysfunctions that companies around the world often face. Today, I'm going to talk about 10 such dysfunctions and possible solutions to them. So let's get right into them. The first dysfunction is the hamster wheel. We have all seen or heard of a hamster wheel where the hamster keeps on running without any destination to reach. Similarly, in product management, a hamster wheel occurs when all that matters is continuing to run even if you are not getting anywhere. The product team is entirely focused on outputs, hitting deadlines with no regards for the outcome. Compare these two questions and you'll see the difference in perspective. Did you ship that feature on time, which becomes output-oriented? Or did that feature deliver value to the customers and grow revenue, which is now outcome-oriented? So, the question is, what's the use of shipping a feature on time if no customer wants it or is willing to pay for it? So, how do we get out of this function? The solution of getting out of the hamster wheel is by focusing on the outcome rather than the output. The second dysfunction is the counting house which focuses on obsession with internal metrics. Focus is entirely on internal metrics with no regard for customer success. Internal metrics such as revenue growth, monthly active users and customer retention which may not directly reflect the product's impact. Although tracking metrics can be valuable, product teams may deviate of course if they overly prioritize lagging indicators that are distant from the product itself. These metrics might not be related to the product that well. So how do we get out of this function? So the solution to this dysfunction is to question as to how we can effectively deliver greater value to our customers. The third dysfunction and my favorite one is the ivory tower. The product team starts thinking that they know the customers better than the customers know themselves. This leads to a lack of customer research, so the product team ends up delivering a product that no one wants. 
This situation can lead to a mistrust between project management and other departments. Product management feels like they are building the right product, so when the product does not perform well, they assume the fault lies elsewhere. So, the solution to this dysfunction is to stay on grounds with your customers and do the customer research. The fourth dysfunction is the science lab. It happens when the team focuses on optimization of already existing products. There is no real innovation there. The focus is on highly measurable yet superficial improvements to their products. Optimization cannot take place of real evaluation. The assumption is that making improvements to existing solution will drive results, but even effective optimizations cannot take the place of real solution. So, the solution to this dysfunction is that sometimes you need new solutions and not optimizations. The fifth one on the list is the feature factory. What happens here is the company is just focused on building features without a clear understanding of customer needs or strategic goals. The reasons for this could be prioritization based on internal factors like deadlines or technical feasibility and not customer value, which leads to misalignment between product and business goals. Now, what happens is that the product team falls into this trap of building features as they are led to believe by customers or internal stakeholders that if they just had this one next feature, they would be close to incremental deals or keep customers who otherwise might leave. So, the solution to this dysfunction is to break the cycle of building features by utilizing agile methodologies for faster feedback loops and iterative development. Shift the focus from features to problem solving and ask why are we building this feature and ensure that it solves a real customer need. The sixth dysfunction is the business school. Business school is where people go to learn business but they do not do real business there. Just like that, a team with this dysfunction gets wrapped up in overanalyzing everything so that they avoid making tough but essential judgment calls. Here, the product managers focus on return of investment to decide which features to pursue. So the solution is to consider the customer and the larger business strategy, not just mathematically calculated return of investments. The seventh dysfunction is the roller coaster. This dysfunction is all about fast thrills and wild whiplashing movements. Immediate results are often expected, leading to potential abrupt pivots by investors and executives, creating roller coaster whiplash. The root cause for this dysfunction can be a need to constantly deliver impressive results to stakeholders' obsession with keeping up with trends and many more, but it just shows that you have misunderstood product development as a whole. It is essential to exercise patience and allow ample opportunities for success. Rushing can lead to false negatives where a potentially valuable feature fails due to insufficient time for proper execution. So, to get out of this dysfunction, one needs to be patient and provide sufficient opportunities for success. Measure your progress towards long-term goals and not just immediate spikes. Take calculated risks, learn from mistakes, and focus on iterative improvements. The eighth dysfunction is the bridge to nowhere. Consider a scenario where a team of engineers dedicated significant time, funds, and resources to construct a bridge spanning a river, linking an established city to a potentially future city in a wilderness area. Despite their efforts, the envisioned second city never gets built. This outcome highlights the considerable investment expended without realizing the intended benefit, illustrating a significant waste of resources.
Similarly, in product management, the team over-engineers a product trying to account for future needs that aren't relevant and may never be. They keep building but there is no end result. So, to get out of this dysfunction, the team needs to focus on the current needs and in the future, you can always adjust accordingly. The ninth dysfunction is the negotiating table. Imagine a product manager is sitting at a table bombarded by demands from every direction. Sales want immediate results, client wants flashy features, engineers want technical feasibility and executives needs profits. In this chaotic scenario, the product manager becomes a negotiator desperately trying to please everyone. This is the negotiating table dysfunction. Product managers believe that success means keeping all the stakeholders happy and desperately tries to give everyone what they want. There is also a fear of saying no due to conflict avoidance. It leads to everyone wanting more than practically deliverable, pushing deadlines and straining resources. The solution to this dysfunction is to give customers what they want but prioritize the right things for them. Doing this, you also help the team. Communicate transparently, set realistic expectations. Involve the stakeholders in decision making but make it clear that not every demand can be accommodated. Also, learning to say no whenever necessary is a skill that comes in handy often. One hack I use is that I use data and insights to justify my decisions. In that way, people won't get swayed by emotion and look at the real impacts of the decisions. The last dysfunction for today is the throne room. Imagine a king barking orders from their ivory tower oblivious to the actual needs of the kingdom. Sounds pretty dysfunctional, right? Unilateral decision making creates a culture of fear. Teammates stop voicing concerns, stiffing innovation and honest feedback. The product roadmap becomes royal decrease, inflexible and out of touch with reality. Remember, your team is the brain trust, the knights on the front lines gathering customer intel. Shutting them out is like leading an army blindfolded. So, I have come to the end of the session. I have explored the 10 of the most common product management dysfunctions and hopefully it can be insightful to many of you whether you are a manager or anyone in the product team. Take a good look at your decision making, your communication, your roadmap. Are any of these dysfunctions lurking in your own team? If the answer is yes, then remember the solution is within your grasp. Foster open communication, empower your team, and prioritize customer value to build amazing products your users will love. Thank you. Now with that, we have come to the end of today's episode. How did you like our podcast? If you have any questions or feedback, please write to us on social at gurzu.com. Want to learn more about us? visit our website www.kursu.com. We'll be back next time with another episode of Knowledge Catch-Up. Till then, keep learning.